0: Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. Hello and welcome to this week's PDPW podcast where servant leadership trainer Tom Thibodeau joins us again to share an important message on how we should stop what we're doing and press the pause button. There's nothing wrong with stopping life routinely to contemplate, reflect, and just be able to think. So here's Tom with this week's PDPW podcast, press the pause button always good to be with you for these conversations that we hope our listeners are thinking about and sharing with others. Each of us have machines at home that we can play uh, videos or we look on our computers and you turn on a a YouTube channel and uh, there's a button, an arrow to push for it to go. But in the left-hand corner of every video device, there's a pause button. How important it is every once in a while that we just take a moment to hit pause. I teach at a college, and I'm working with very fine young people who are preparing themselves for lives in nursing and teaching and social work, uh, business, leadership and nonprofits, the, the fine arts. Wonderful young people, but when I ask them in the evenings at classes, Give me one word that would describe how you're feeling. The overwhelming word is tired, exhausted, anxious, overwhelmed. It's not much difference when I talk with leaders or CEOs. How are you feeling after these last two years of disruption, frustrated, disappointed, uh, depressed, exhausted on so many different levels. So we know that is part of the current malaise that all of us are, are confronting as we continue to move through this time of disruption. But how do we just pause, stop, take a breath, be present? A couple of years ago, I was looking through my college papers throw very little out, but I thought, oh, it's about time. I've graduated 50 years ago, so I can probably go through. I won't need these notes. And I found a weathered sheet of paper with a quote on it that my father sent me in my first month of college. I wrote the quote down on a piece of paper, and it was yellow on the edges, but here it was. It was a piece of paper I took from one dorm room to the next, and it was posted on my bulletin board, and I would look at it on a regular basis and it said this, concentrate, concentrate. Pressure is the feeling you get when you don't concentrate. Concentrate, concentrate. Pressure is the feeling you get when you don't concentrate. Concentrate comes from two Latin words, cum centrus. Live with a center, be centered, be present. We recognize this when we watch sports, and particularly when there's an outstanding performance and somebody will say, oh, that person is in the zone. They're centered. They're focused. They have that understanding that in this moment, I can perform my best. Real pain in our lives is thinking about what has happened early on this morning that never got done, or here we are at the end of a week, all the things I should have done or worried about all the things that need to take place into the future. However, the present moment is never intolerable. The present moment is never intolerable. What's intolerable is having our body here on Friday and thinking about Sunday, being pulled apart. We call that distraction. But how important it is to just pause, 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 taken place, and this comes from the United States military, As reading the signs of the time, they call it, we live in a world of VUCA, V-U-C-A, it, of course, this is an acronym. And what do we look at the world in which we live in today? Well, it's volatile. You might not know what's going to happen next. We talk about that in terms of the markets or in terms of foreign policy. It turns sometimes of our own families, it's volatile. Second, the U, unpredictable. People now do not have strategic plans that go out five and 10 years. What are we gonna do in the next six months, the next nine months, the next year? Things are so unpredictable that we wanna have a sense of where we might have some level of control as to what's gonna take next. Nobody could have predicted two years ago what the whole world would have experienced. Third, C, is the world is complex everything is interconnected on so many different levels. And it's very complex. And when you look at the, uh, the economy right now, and people talk about supply chain problems. Well, th- what it is, is p- there's all kinds of goods being held in um, container ships off the West Coast. But then we find out we don't have the rail lines to carry all those containers. We don't have the trucks. We don't have the truck drivers. We don't have people in warehouses to be able to unload it all fast enough. And you begin to recognize that every situation has a complex set of, of characteristics that need to be examined carefully. And finally, the A is things seem to be ambiguous, we're not exactly sure what does it all mean. There's nothing that is, is comforting and saying, well, this is what's black and white. And there's a number of people who want to go back and say, well, this is, this is just black and white. Well, nothing is ever really that clear cut. So the VUCA is an environment in which we live each and every day. But as leaders, as citizens, as parents, as spouses, as friends, might there be another way? So here is another way to look at VUCA. For v, What is your vision? What is it that you see? What is it that you're committed to? Clarity in the mind of a leader is a gift. Confusion in the mind of a leader is a fog in the organization. But to be clear, to have a clear vision, and you hear it in people's language each and every day, oh, let me be clear, you need to be able to step back. Contemplation, which literally means to take a long, loving look at the real Contemplation is the opposite of reaction, but to be a contemplative, you need to pause, you need to slow down, you need to be able to sit still, just to be able to think. Second, that you, instead of things being unpredictable, what are the things we can understand? The things we can understand about ourselves and one another, things we can understand about our communities, what is in within our range of understanding. Those of us who are a little bit older can look back at our lives and you can see patterns and things that you didn't fully understand when you were young, maybe in the 70s or the 80s. Now you do understand what was taking place at that time, and it gives us a clear understanding of what it is it we might anticipate in the future those who do not know their past are condemned to relive it. So understanding, but again, it takes time to pause, to contemplate, to think about what we've been through so that we might be able to understand what's coming next. C, we need a level of clarity. We talked about that just a moment ago, but the clarity that comes from contemplation. I can see clearly now, is one of the songs that comes out of the 70s, but we look back at it. What are the things that you can see clearly now? What can you see clearly in the lives of your children? What do you see clearly in the lives of your community? What do we see clearly in the cycles of the natural world? A clarity of thought that we can share with other people. I think this is what wisdom is. Wisdom is the understanding of knowing what is good, and those people who are clear and point us in directions of that which is good. It becomes our true north, if you will, a rudder in a very difficult sea. And finally, instead of ambiguity, how about embracing agility? How might I need to act in a new way today? How can I be agile in my responses to my customers, employees, or in my case, How can I be agile in responding to the real needs of my students, not with a predetermined agenda, a predetermined set of expectations, but always having to be agile? Things are changing at a great pace. How is it, in the midst of this, I can enter in as a dance? How can I continue to move to the, the rhythms of everything that is taking place, rather than standing still? and being obstinate. This is very important. We need to create an opportunity for each of us to pause. As activity lessens, order increases. As activity lessens, order increases. This comes from Albert Einstein who was looking at chaos theory and beginning to recognize that there is a pattern of chaos in the universe if we take time to pay attention to what is taking place. Pause is conscious. It's intentional. It's the willingness to take a step back within ourselves and outside of ourselves. It's to lead forward with greater authenticity and purpose and concentration. Daniel Kahneman, in his marvelous book, Thinking Fast and Slow, writes, We are normally blind to our blindness. We are generally overconfident in our opinions, our impressions, and our judgments. The reason for that being is that oftentimes we have not taken the time to really examine ourselves. What is it that that taking time to concentrate, to pause, gives us? One, it builds our self-awareness. When I take pause, I'm aware of what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, what's taking place in my environment. What is it that I see and hear, taste and smell and can touch? But also when I pause, I'm aware of my thoughts, common sense, sense memory. I'm aware of my imagination and intuition. A great level of both our internal senses and our external senses brings a level of self-awareness that leads to clarity. Second, when I'm taking the time to pause, I have the opportunity to explore new ideas, new possibilities, to think unfamiliar thoughts as to how we might act in new ways. This is the work of artists, but it's also the work of entrepreneurs, people who are very clever at the way in which they put things together think about it for just a moment in terms of our forefathers and foremothers who crossed this country in wagons. There was nobody along the way who knew how to fix wheels. There was nobody along the way who knew how to weld. There was nobody along the way where you stopped at a grocery store to pick up the food that you needed. Think about how inventive they were, how they always had to explore new ideas because they were pioneers, adventurers. I would say those of us in the early part of the 21st century need to adopt that same mindset. We are pioneers. We are about ready to explore that which is unknown. But we do it for the hope that we have for our children and for future generations. The third thing that happens when we take time to pause, we have new ways of doing things. We risk implementation try a new way it's not a it's not a hunch it's not a guess out of a long period of time you just think there must be a better way of doing this think about how agriculture a new way of doing things who would have ever thought that there would be satellites that would be guiding tractors who would have ever thought that small calf could have a computer chip in their ear that would help regulate their nutrition and their health. Who would ever thought that we could be able to design and create disease resistant feed? Extraordinary. Do things in a new way. Fourth, when we take time to pause, there's time for listening and for synthesizing to see how all things come together and work for a greater good. I had an opportunity a couple of years ago to speak at a conference where a researcher from Mayo Clinic, and his, his research was on how do you treat COPD, and there he is in Rochester, Minnesota, and most of the people that he's treating for COPD are farmers. People who have spent their whole life out of doors ingesting methane and diesel in those unprotected cabs at, at one point. Uh, their whole life re- Uh, revolved around planting and harvesting and caring for their animals and feeding their community and the world. And over a period of time, that was hard on their lungs, and they find themselves coming in for COPD, and what would be uh, prescribed would be steroids. And this doctor who was was working with uh, people with pulmonary and um, congestive heart failure began to recognize that these steroids were not helping people. In fact, the more steroids you take, uh, the more at risk you become, and he thought, is there another way? And what would happen is that if you come in and you, you had COPD, and then you were told you couldn't get back on your tractor, what does that create? More levels of anxiety and stress, and so then, therefore, it made breathing in even that more labored. And on average, people were, from their first diagnosis, they within nine days are back in the hospital. He thought, is there a new way of doing things? So what he did is that he would do an initial diagnosis, and then he would assign every patient a nurse who was their coach. And that nurse would call them each and every day just to ask them how they were doing. What did you have for supper? Did you go for a walk with your wife today? Did you get out and maybe think about playing some golf? Have you gone over and visited a neighbor? All positive activities that could help relax and reduce the amount of stress and anxiety in the patient's life. And then each of these farmers were asked to participate in a course of eight weeks of meditation. For eight weeks, they would have a meditation every day, would have to journal about it, and they would have to then talk to about it to their nurse who has become their their life coach, if you will. Well, this doctor, over time, was able to reduce the number of hospitalizations that people would be initial diagnosis and they weren't coming back in for 30, 60, 90 days. He was keeping them out of the hospital, which improved the quality of their life. He was not increasing steroids, but was helping them to find ways in which to relax and to think about their lives in a new way. How important that is, but it only comes when we take time to pause and see how ideas can come together for a greater good. And what's really amazing about when we pause, we also have the ability to ask important questions, to challenge ourselves, and challenge the lives of other people. The primary task of a leader is to encourage others to ask difficult questions. How can I ask difficult questions of others if I'm not willing to take the time to ask difficult questions of myself? This is very important. So many people's lives are now dictated by external forces that come from media and from adjusting things that they see in terms of messages on their phones. I asked my students last night, could you not take 10 minutes every day just for quiet and reflection? How many 10-minute periods in the course of your day do you waste by scrolling through advertisements for things that you cannot afford or do not need? Isn't it amazing when we unplug and take a step back, how it brings a clarity of mind and purpose to our lives? When we hit the pause button and do not go on to the next thing, one of the things I'm fond of telling my students and with our audience here this morning is that the spiritual discipline of our time is the ability to access my technology. The spiritual discipline of our time is the willingness to limit my access to technology, because if you don't, technology will take over every corner of your life. I wonder who it was who had the foresight and the discernment to build in a pause button on each of our handheld devices. Maybe today we could all pause, be present, concentrate, think, dare I say pray. In that moment of pause to nurture gratitude for who we are and who we are becoming hitting pause to recognize the meaning and purpose of my life and what I have to contribute to the lives of other people. I'd like to close with this final poem here this morning called The Present Tense. It was spring, but it was summer I wanted, the warm days and the great outdoors. It was summer, but it was fall I wanted, the colorful leaves and the cool dry air. It was fall, but it was winter I wanted, the beautiful snow and the joy of the holiday season. It was winter, but it was spring I wanted, the warmth and the blossom of nature. I was a child, but it was adulthood I wanted, the freedom and respect. I was 20, but it was 30 I wanted, to be mature and sophisticated. I was middle-aged, but it was 20 I wanted, the youth and the free spirit. I was retired, but it was middle age I wanted. The presence of mind without limitations. My life was over, but I never got what I wanted. Pause. Take time. Reflect. Enjoy what you both at work for and what you continue to work for a greater good every day. Well, Bill. I think it's time for us to hit the pause button. Thank you so very much for for providing this opportunity for us to talk with the many people who I hope have a chance to listen to these podcasts through PDPW. Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau for today's message. Tom, a distinguished professor of servant leadership at Viterbo University. And for archived podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. Until next time, have a safe and productive week.